Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where Earn In comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. Imagine this, your dog suddenly needs a vet or your kid has a little accident and needs a dentist, ASAP. We've been there and waiting for your payday in those situations just doesn't make sense and it adds unnecessary stress. With EarnIn, you can pull up to $100 per day or up to $750 each pay period directly from your earnings without the crazy fees or interest rates. It's super simple. Download the EarnIn app, verify your paycheck, and get access to your earnings as you earn them. You decide what to tip, and whatever you use gets settled on your next payday. More than 3.5 million users are finding relief and a sense of security with EarnIn, calling it a lifeline for financial stability. That peace of mind, it's priceless, and it could be yours. Ready to give it a try? Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Clutter under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's Clutter under Podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 128. On today's episode, I'm chatting with Ingrid Jansen and Leslie Spellman, fellow podcasters about decluttering your tough clutter. You know, that stuff that others say you should just toss, but you just can't bring yourself to do it. If you've ever hesitated to declutter an item in the past, well, give today's episode a listen. Well, hi, my wannabe minimalist friend. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me. If this is your first time here, well, welcome to the show. I'm honored to have you. I hope you enjoy what we hear and you come back for more. Today, I am excited to bring you my conversation with two lovely women who are also entrenched in this decluttering space. But before we get too far into our conversation today, I want to take one moment and tell you how grateful I am that you are here with me. This week is Thanksgiving in the States, and it is one of my favorite holidays. I love taking a moment to pause and reflect on the wonderful moments, people, and things that we have in our lives. It doesn't hurt that we get to eat some delicious food as well, and of course, spend time with our loved ones. So I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and you are able to take a moment to be grateful for all that you have as well. And now back to our guests this week. Today, I am speaking with Ingrid Jansen and Leslie Spellman, the team behind the Declutter Hub. Leslie describes herself as the more impulsive one of the team. She likes to jump right in and see how things go. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but she is a firm believer in learning from your mistakes and always trying to keep moving forward in life. Ingrid is a cheese cycling and pancake loving Dutch mom of two teens. She calls herself the list maker of the team and enjoys talking to everyone all the time. 
They each formed their respective organizing businesses over 12 years ago and have been working in their business together for just over three years now, so they have some great perspective to share. Give this episode a listen, and when you are done, head over to wannabeclutterfree.com slash 128 to get the show notes for today's episode with links to their website and podcast. Again, you can find it all at wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 128. And now let's get to our conversation. Well, hello, Ingrid and Leslie. Welcome to the Wannabe Minimalist Show. I am so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much, Deanna, for having us. We are thrilled that we can talk about decluttering and organizing because we love it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, pleasure. And um, I am a sucker for that British accent. So this is going to be a lot of fun to listen to today myself, (laughs) along with, of course, the topic of decluttering, because who doesn't love decluttering amongst the three of us? So let's get into a little bit. Let's talk about how you guys... Um, how you two kind of came together. You're working um, in this business together. So let's talk about a little bit about that. I don't know how you guys want to take that, but how did you come to work together? How did you become professional home organizers and all of the fun that led to here? Well, I'll talk about how I became an organizer back in the day. So this is kind of 12 years ago. And it's quite interesting because I took on a very derelict and and I mean completely derelict water pouring through the roof kind of Victorian property. And I sort of renovated it from scratch, but it had been lived in before I bought it by a hoarder. And I do mean a hoarder in the true sense of the word, someone with hoarding disorder. And so the interesting thing for me, because the house was cleared by the time that I moved in, but the interesting thing for me was the judgment that came from all the people who passed. So people would be so excited about the fact that this eyesore house that had been there for 20, 30 years while uh, the person who lived it had, had lived in it. But what happened was people were like, oh, it was terrible. I mean, he was he was terrible. He was obviously very ill. It was, but there wasn't really much empathy. And so I kind of took it all on board and I disliked the way that people were talking about this guy and didn't understand the way that he had a mental health issue. So that was, I think, where the seed was sown. So part being able to organize the house and put fantastic storage in everywhere and part understanding the emotions that sat behind the guy that had lived here before. So those two things combined and six months later, I became a professional organizer. Oh, so interesting. I love how there's so many different um, paths into this field or kind of, um, you know, along the way. Well, Ingrid, let's hear from you. Yes, well, I actually was a trained hotelier and I specialize in hotel cleaning. So I, I love a bit of cleaning besides decluttering and organizing as well. And after working in hotels for many, many years, I thought, okay, how am I going to combine that job with being a mom of two children? And I realized I couldn't. And then I was talking to my friends and they were like, why don't you help other people get organized? You are such an organized person. And I kind of started Googling and it all happened from there. Oh, like I said, so many different paths into uh, where we are. So that's so great. So would you say you were um, organized growing up or was that something that, you know, especially going into the hotelier business, is that something that kind of you learned along the path or how did you kind of learn the tactics that you use today? 
I can very much kind of look back at my mom. My mom was a very organized person. I think she would have made an ace organizer. I mean, back in the day when it wasn't even a thing yet, but she's always been very structured, very organized. She was a teacher. Um, my dad used to work in, in, in finance and accounting and stuff like that. So we were always very on top of all of these things at home and our cleaning and our spring cleaning. And I, I grew up in the Netherlands. So, um, I think Dutch people do, do love a bit of cleaning as well. So I think that all kind of combined, I think I really learned it from my mom and also a little bit from my dad. Nice. I, I mean, I was an, I'm an only child. And so I just used to spend my weekends moving my bedroom around <laughs> or cleaning out kitchen cupboards. My mum used to say, you can have 50p a cupboard for doing, maybe it wasn't 50p. It was probably 10p back in the day, back in the kind of <laughs> 70s or whatever. And I, I used to constantly be reorganizing cupboards, moving my bedroom around. And so I think that's where my level of organizing came from, being able to find solutions and switch things around a little bit. Hmm. Love it. So how did you two join up forces and start working well, together? Yes, that's actually so basically Leslie and I both started about 12 years ago and we both joined the Association of Professional Declutters and Organizers. Mm -hmm. It's like the NAPO in, mm -hmm. in the US, but mm -hmm. we have here APDO in the UK and we both started volunteering a lot for the association and I ended up becoming the president for four years and Leslie ended up being head of mentoring and head of website and lots of we had an amazing team of uh, an amazing board of, of people working together and Leslie and I after six years of volunteering said okay I think we've done enough now let's let's go and do our own jobs again Leslie in Manchester me in London and we really missed working together. So we kind of, Leslie rang up and said, Ingrid, let's do something together. Leslie, you take on here. You tell it, it all snowballed from there, basically. <laughs> it did. So we were like, well, you know, just because we're 200 miles apart, that doesn't mean that we can't work together. So why don't we do a course, like an online course or something? We can write it together because we've done yeah. a lot of training as well. So what started out as a course very quickly became a podcast and then became an online membership. Ingrid's the very practical one. I'm the very emotional one. I'm the one that's always picking Ingrid's all very little Dutch idiosyncrasies, I would say. And so we just have a lot of fun. We understand that decluttering and organizing is a very serious business, um, but we actually try to bring the fun factor into organizing. And that's our kind of raison d'etre, isn't it, Ingrid? Yeah. I think yeah. so too. I think we really enjoyed it. I think we can really see the difference that we make in other people's lives. And I think that's, that's what we love the most. Hmm. I love that. I, I love the fun. I am a huge proponent of, you know, we don't have to take everything so seriously. And yes, like you said, decluttering can be serious business and it can be very emotional and it can be very, you know, tough and, and hard to get through. But, you know, if we can just sprinkle in a little bit of love and a little bit of fun, get through it. And it, yeah. it really is so much easier as you start to make progress. So I'm curious because you have people from all over the world, are there big differences you see? Like, do you see differences in, you know, your, uh, us members, like how they declutter or the things they have versus maybe people in the UK or in Australia, or are there idiosyncrasies like that, that you can see differences? Um, I think not. I think clutter has no boundaries. And I think everyone goes through the same things. We're very emotionally led. And so we're all about digging deep into the emotions. And we almost think that 
throwing things away or donating things is a byproduct of decluttering. We think it's all about getting down to that emotional side of things. And we all pretty much have the same emotion, not the same emotions, but there are threads that run through it. No, I mean, it's, but that yes, there are idiosyncrasies with all of those mm-hmm. different races. Of course there are, but you know, but not in terms of the decluttering. What would you say, Ingrid? No, I think, I mean, the terminology makes us laugh because <laughs> in, in, you know, we say things and they're like, what do you mean? It's like it's like a, a good example. It's like we say trousers and an American piece of pants, but right. pants here is underwear, which always gives us a giggle. And there's like a whole list of kind of fun things that right. are the different. boot of the car is our trunk. And, exactly. You know, much, exactly. You know, yeah, for exactly. sure. But I think it, that makes it interesting. And that's why people are like, oh, I, I think it's so funny when you talk about things or the terminology yet that you use. But mm. We found out it doesn't really matter what size house you have. Hmm. It's the clutter and the emotions, the, 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 the feeling guilty about holding on to stuff, the finding it hard to let go of the sentimental items, the, the expensive gifts that have been received that are cluttering up people's houses. Of course, the houses in the US and in Canada are probably much bigger than here in the UK. But a room with a lot of stuff, AKA a room of doom or a dumping ground or whatever, whether it's small or large, it's still, you know, it's still clutter that needs to be sorted through and and tackled in a certain order. So I think that's what a lot of people are thinking. Oh, I'm the only one in the world who's got this problem. And I think just finding kindred spirits who understand it's not just oh, just put it in a bin bag. You haven't used it for <laughs> you haven't used it for six months. It can go. And it's like, but I can't do that. And, and, yeah. and we are very understanding about that. And I think that's what they love. Yeah. So one question I get a ton is about getting kids on board. So can you give us ideas on how you recommend we declutter with kids? This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the Active Skin Repair because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair, and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. Do you wish you could find an educational podcast that your kids actually want to listen to and you enjoy too? Well, you're in luck. Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math, is a weekly show full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and lots of laughs. We listened to a few episodes and not only did our daughter want to listen to more next time we're in the car, I found myself chuckling too. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. 
You're transported to moments in ancient history like Pythagoras' ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. Plus, they do a great job of teaching math theory without it being boring, complicated, or overly childish. And that can't be easy, but it's not really a surprise considering Mysteries About True Histories is from the creators of the hit podcast Who Smarted, Brain Games on Nat Geo and Disney+, and Brainchild on Netflix. Episodes drop every Thursday, and since they are about 15 minutes, they are the perfect length for kids ages 6 and up. Turn your next car ride, break time, or bedtime into math time with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. I think one of the biggest problems that we find when it comes to kids is, and certainly a lot of people that are in our world, would be... um, as I say, we talked about emotions and probably quite cluttered. And a lot of people have not been taught themselves how to manage their homes. And I think there's that whole thing where you go, go tidy your room to your child. And they don't know how to do that any more than you know how to do it. So you're struggling with that as an adult. You're telling a 10 year old child to go and clean an an overwhelming room and you've not gone through the process of breaking things down with them. So You know, and honestly, that's one of the biggest light bulb moments that goes on of people with our members when they're like, why won't the kids help? Why won't the kids help? It's just me. It's just me. But have you told them when you said make your bed or tidy your room or put your toys away? Have you created a framework for them to do that? Have you spent the time with them explaining expectations, explaining the fact that when you get new toys for Christmas, then some need to go out to make space for that. So I think it's for me, it's really taking things back to basics and explaining to kids that uh, so and spending the time with your children, sorry, to to show them how to do it, because I think we expect them to do it without giving them the framework or the basics for that. That's our experience, isn't it, Ingrid? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. And I think we have um, several checklists. And one of them as well is like for the kids, for the kids' bedroom, have you opened your curtains? Have you put your dirty laundry in your laundry basket? Have you brushed your teeth? Have you made your bed? But you can't give a list and expect them to do it if you've never shown a child how to do this. What does tidy away your toys mean? Is it Does it mean opening a cupboard door and just shoving everything? Or is it actually putting the musical instruments together and the Duplo blocks and the Lego and the train set in different baskets. Are there different baskets or is it okay all in one gigantic baskets? Where do the books go? So are there actually homes for the items that kids have? And once you start to teach that, I mean, uh, my kids are getting teenagers now. I found three glasses in my son's room the other day and I'm like, we're getting a situation here that more cutlery and and crockery is going to be in his bedroom soon but you know what i mean he's a teenager they they do that kind of stuff but they have been taught well how to do that but you need to start it at a young age you can't suddenly say to a 10 year old if they've always been left to their own devices well you need to learn how to you need to tidy up your room now it's it's slowly but surely you learn that along the way and then you will see those results and if your child is 10 years old now you're thinking hmm this actually hits home quite a lot (laughs) show them take the time maybe show them once twice three four five times before they understand what is expected of them right absolutely i mean just as we had to teach our toddlers how to brush their teeth we have to teach our children and you can't just say go put the dishes away like where do the dishes go what you know how do you take a plate from the table 
and put it in the dishwasher or wash it, you know? So yeah, there's all those, definitely those little steps that, uh, come along with any new task. And I, as you know, when I became a mom, those were the kind of those interesting things of like, holy moly, this human knows nothing. She knows (laughs) absolutely nothing, nothing, unless I tell her or she learns it from somebody else, right. From school or from friends or from family, like she knows nothing. And so it's really interesting that we can think like, oh, they should just know, but unless they've been told exactly how, how are they to know? So no, yeah. So good. So yes. So definitely modeling behavior. And, um, and I love that idea of checklists. That's a great way to keep them on task. And so they know what they're doing. So when people are starting out, do you have any like house rules pertaining to cleaning or organizing that you like to follow? Yes, definitely. We talk a lot about daily resets. You need to do stuff daily. You, yes, we can teach you how to declutter and organize your kitchen, your bedroom, your living room, your paperwork, but you need to make sure that you daily tidy it up a little bit and do a daily reset, probably in the morning and in the evening. So for example, after my evening dinner, the kids need to put their plates in the dishwasher and they need to empty their recycling in my recycling bins out front of my house. And once a week, they also need to hoover and mop my kitchen floor. That's a non-negotiable that happens daily and weekly. These non-negotiables happens all the time. And that's how I make sure that I don't have a buildup of stuff. Of course, when I come into the kitchen to get a cup of tea throughout the day, I'm not tidying away all the time, but I make sure that in the morning and in the evening, I've got two points in the day where I do a bit of a tidy. And then on a Saturday, I kind of walk around my house and I put some stuff away that has strayed through the week. The shoots get tidy up, the, the, the little random bits and bobs here and there, some recycling that I find in my bathroom, a little empty loo roll gets put in the recycling. But I do kind of those little daily resets all the time. And that's how you maintain your room once you've decluttered and organized it. And I think just to take that one step further, Ingrid, that, you know, non-negotiables that we speak about, they're big. We have non-negotiables for every room, every person. And we we definitely encourage people to work out what those non-negotiables are. So for some people, it might be feed the dog, obviously a non-negotiable, hopefully. But for other people, it's going to be something different. <laughs> we hope that the dog's getting fed. Um, but yeah, do you know what I mean? So it's like working out what are the non-negotiables and, and particularly with your children and with your partners, who's going to do what? What's the what's the split going to be? You know, because I think sometimes if you are the more organized person or the person that has taken on that responsibility in your home, sometimes it's easier to do it yourself, but that's not going to help you in the long run. And you have to kind of almost fight your battles and work out what you're going to do, particularly with children and partners. It's, it's, it's hard. And it, you know, we haven't got it right. Please don't feel that we are sitting here in these beautiful, tidy, organized homes because we're absolutely not. Our homes have as much thrown at them every day as anybody else's home, but we've just got these things that are just habit and we just plod through the day doing these non-negotiables and getting it right. So I think it's just that, and it becomes habit. And I would never leave my room in the morning without making my bed or not never, because that sounds a little bit dramatic, but you know, maybe sometimes, but not often because that's part of the start of my day. And it's just getting these things. And we see all the time, you know, people that we work with are very much, they're like, I started it and I'm forced myself to do it for a month. And now I don't give it a second thought. And I've never done that for the previous 35 years of my life which is something that's, you know, it's just something as simple as do the washing up, you know, when you finish your dinner, because that's really going to help you in the long run. So it's simple steps, isn't it? That make all the difference. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love how you said that simple steps that really do make all the difference. So how do you start to come up with that list of those non-negotiables? You have to really take it back to basics and explain that and show that what people see all the time is perfect homes in magazines, on Instagram, on Pinterest, on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And they're like, but my house doesn't look like that. How do I even find my keys and find my wallet and my phone. Yeah. And how do I get out of the door on time? And how do you even meal plan? Where do you start? I'm look, I'm opening my cupboard and I just see lots of out of day tins mm. and I don't know how to do that. And I think by showing and by explaining and by demonstrating and not just kind of going, okay, here's already a perfect cupboard and I'm going to put some beautiful yeah. containers in to make it even <laughs> more pretty. Our members are like, I just want to be able to find a pair of scissors when I need one. You know what I mean? So what happened? So, okay, let's talk about when you guys have strayed from your goals here. You're trying to teach obviously, and I'm on board, right? I am not perfect. I am a work in progress and I'm a human and life happens yeah. and life yeah. happens in the house and it's not always pretty. Um, so what do you do to get back on track or, you know, how do you, how do you deal with that? Well, your question makes me laugh so much, <laughs> Deanna, because Leslie is the one who gets me off track all the time because I am a list maker, right? So I kind of like, I'm like, look at my diary and I make my list and I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then Leslie is like, Ingrid, I've got an amazing idea. Come on, let's figure out and let's Google this and find out and read up and watch this video and da -da -da. and I'm like, Whoa, 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 whoa. And I had to really learn that over three years to actually go, Leslie, loving the idea, <laughs> but that's not the plan. <laughs> this is not my plan. This is not your plan. Love your shiny new thing. But can we just put it on the list? Can we put it on the list? So Leslie, I'm sorry. <laughs> but show I she okay, I feel like I'm getting told off. Yeah, I'm getting told off. But I think <laughs> just to put that into it into a sort of decluttering context yeah. and the kind of shiny new objects. That's what it is. And there are many people who get distracted. So when you're going around and you set out, I'm going to do this room. And then all of a sudden you find something that belongs in another room. And then you go to the other room and take it back. And then you get distracted. And then you're like, where was I? I was doing this. I was doing my jewelry. And all of a sudden I'm now doing my herbs and spices. How did that happen? And so I think it's that. But I think it's also so it's a little bit of, of trying to stay focused on task. I think it's also really important that you are kind to yourself enough to know that these things happen and that life is de destined to take us off track, whether it's people, whether it's experiences, whether it's stuff that's happening throughout the day, pick yourself up tomorrow, be kind to yourself, know that that's normal and move on and keep on going. I think that's it. I think it's that commitment to the journey to keep on saying, well, yesterday didn't quite go as planned and that's fine because there's so many things that come into play, Diana. You know, there's, it's not just other things you know we've got oh, medication yeah. to think about we've got disability to think about mental health to think about you know kids work all of these distractions take us off track from what we're trying to do with our decluttering and organizing journey and we need to know that you know if we can do it for 50 days a year out of 350 then we're doing 50 days more than we were doing last year and so that's the important thing I think isn't it being kind to yourself and knowing that you can pick yourself up tomorrow and carry on 
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, great. What about when you don't have um, support in your house? What if you're the one that wants to do this and your partner's not on board? What do you, how do you kind of help people tackle that? Because that's another one that people ask about (laughs) all the time, right? Deanna, have you found the answer to that question? <sighs> you, you tell us that you yeah. found the answer to that question that you're a better person than we are. Because we're <laughs> like, well, it's not quite as simple. So we tend to go down the route of leading by example. Yeah. And so, because we tend to find that people are a little bit like, well, that's a load of nonsense. Why they're doing that? And they're going down that decluttering journey again. You know, there's mm. all that kind of, we've been here before and you're just going to fall off the wagon again in another few weeks and not on board. But once you start to see that success in your house and start to, and people start to see the benefits of simplicity, of minimalism, wherever you are in that journey, um, then people go, oh, I kind of like that. And maybe I'll start to do a little bit as well. So we definitely see that transition of other people in the house kind of coming on board once they see the benefits but I think it has to be visible but it's not easy (laughs) that's what we would say no definitely Ingrid do you want to add anything yeah definitely um what we see a lot as well is that we say to start with yourself yeah start with your own stuff start with the areas you're responsible for And no, the other people aren't going to probably come on board the next day. It's going to sometimes take weeks or months, or maybe if you're unlucky, never. But you can't declutter other people's belongings. It needs to be their choice. And it's very, very lovely. I mean, one of our members was sharing a story a while back that in the beginning, her partner or husband was very reluctant about this whole thing. But the more kind of things started to happen around the house, and she's really doing fantastically with her decluttering and organizing, it was like, wow, 
we we are saving money we are we having more time we are less stressed with all of us actually i i really think we should look at our shed at some point so she was like the next day right i'm ready to do the shed and he was like whoa 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 <laughs> so yeah. it took another while like let's wait for better weather and all of that kind of thing but i think slowly but surely really does it so don't throw in the towel yourself if nobody around you is on board start with yourself your own clothes your own things your own papers and you will see a trickle effect hopefully happen but it will take time yeah yeah you can't nag somebody into change right i mean no just like we have to think about that for ourselves like somebody yelling at us or somebody nagging us or somebody guilting us into something doesn't make us want to change and so yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm on board with the leading by example and you will find the benefits yourself. And then once you start to experience those, it's so much easier to get other people to buy in as well. Because like you said, if we've tried this before and it has been more of a fad in our lives, instead of something that's really been a change we want to internalize, then it is easier for people to kind of dismiss that. But once they see the change really happen, they get on board. And I've seen that time and time again. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I have an kind of outside the box question. What is one thing that you have decluttered? What's like the thing that like started you decluttering? Like you got rid of that and you were like, I'm so happy. I finally let that go. That's been, you know, that was holding me back for so long. And now I feel relief. Do you have any examples that you can think of? I know I'm kind of springing this one on you. So <laughs> <laughs> English. I'll leave yeah. this one for you. No, I think actually, Leslie, because I actually thought of an example. You did your sentimental items, didn't you? That was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe you can tell uh, Diana about that. That's a lot, though. Yeah, in the, in in the pandemic, I finally did. <laughs> I was like, okay, I've got time now got to do my sentimental <laughs> items, and I did that. And one of the things that I absolutely loved that I did declutter was what I found because I'm, you know, um, I was kind of a child of the sort of late 60s early 70s and at the time that I was at university it was all about letter writing and mm. so my friends used to my boyfriend used to write me letters my now husband actually my um my friends used to write me letters and what I what I decluttered was I sent the letters back to the people that had written them because I felt that the memories in those letters were their memories so they would write back in the day when people used to write letters they would say I'm doing this and I did this on Saturday and I fancied this boy down at the students union and all that kind of stuff and I felt that it was them to telling me about their life and so I delivered all those letters back to um back to the people that had written them and it was mm. such a special time actually so that was one of the one of the nicest things that I've, I've decluttered I would say and the other exciting one is probably a dog is that kind of a strange one and so decluttered <laughs> yeah. a dog yeah a newfoundland <laughs> dog so one of my clients had managed to get uh, well had found in a very small flat she'd found a dog and then my best friend had, it was on her kind of, um, not what do you call it, not a mood, like a, not a mood board, you know, one of those like, things. Yeah, like, like her vision board. Yeah, yeah vision, vision board yeah. that she wanted a Newfoundland dog. So I was working with one client who got this huge dog in a very small place. And she's like, I need to send it back to the shelter or whatever. I was just, and I was like, I know exactly who like that. And a week later, the dog was um, with my, one of my very best friends and it's still there to this day. Oh, that one's super fun. I love that. Oh, yeah. I do love the letter thing too. That, yeah. And it is interesting if you, right, as you said that, it makes sense, right? You're writing letters, telling people about your day and then asking them how their day was. But 
you can't write from their perspective. So their letter back to you is the opposite. And yeah. so interesting. Yeah. Sending those on. So huh, clever. I'm, I'm just thinking really hard what I've, I've found. <laughs> I mean, I've found so many interesting things in my yeah. own house. I'm not really sure if there's anything really special decluttered that I'm, I'm I mean, I could declutter all the time, yeah. but with my clients, I mean, you know, we've, I've found, I found amazing things. Uh, I found, you mm -hmm. know, you find lots of money and mm -hmm. special passports and, and <laughs> things that were lost, you know, a, a ring or anything like that. I, uh, I did find somebody's uh, picture of her dad with the queen that she thought she had lost. And that was very special. So when wow. we found that, we, of course, did not declutter it because no. it was absolutely beautiful. <laughs> well but... done, Ingrid. Well done. That's a big win. That. Yeah. Decluttering wise, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I declutter, you know, loads of stuff, you know, clothing and everything like that. But if there's any like a dog, I'm, I, I, can't, I can't top that. <laughs> <laughs> Between the two of you, who would you say is more minimalist? Ingrid. I was going to say, I've got my bets on Ingrid over here, but... <laughs> Yeah, I was a, gonna let a, you go. By an absolute mile, by an absolute mile. You can see actually our background <laughs> as well. Yeah, well, it's so funny actually. On my screen, we are in order of Ingrid having more white space than myself, and then <laughs> Leslie on the yeah. other end with having less white space. So it's very interesting, kind of seeing our three different backgrounds. But I think, um, I think that's quite, that's what's quite. Ingrid doesn't really like. So I'm the one who still buys. You know, I'm the one who mm. buys clothes and all that kind of stuff. And Ingrid's quite. You don't love that and so we're still shoppers in this house we're declutterers but we're shoppers for sure and um, with three kids my husband's an absolute nightmare with it and so we are we do like stuff but we have a big throughput of stuff um but Ingrid's not so much are you which is what makes it quite interesting when we're um, working the two of us together I, yeah. I think that's what makes it so interesting because Leslie is like fantastic. I mean, look, I mean, you have to look at her background to see what yeah. a fantastic interior designer. She has such a good eye for colors and for fabrics and for just how a room, you know, can look. So she's really fantastic with that. I mean, of course, she's good at decluttering and organizing oh, as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, I'm I'm really more on the minimalist side, the cleaning side, the the the, the tidying not having an influx and i think that makes us such a good combination and why mm -hmm. we really can can pull a lot of our information from from different um, angles and and have an understanding i mean i still have you know a husband and two kids so there's stuff in this house but yeah i i, we, I try to be very um, um yeah i i i'm quite more frugal more kind of careful with what i spend my money do we really need it do we want it do we can we can we buy it secondhand? Can we find another way? So I think for me, that's, I don't know. It's just, I think maybe how I was raised or what we find important. I, for me, it's all about the experiences. So mm -hmm. the money that I have really goes on holidays and, and doing fun things with the family and going days out and things like that. And yeah, you know, you, you can only um, spend your money once. So you have to be um, <laughs> mindful about it. Yeah. Interesting. I love it. I love how, yeah, there's, oh, there's always different approaches. So there is definitely no one size fits all. And, yeah. um, and so I love that. Well, this has been lovely. So where can people find you? You can have, find us on the declutterhub.com. You can find our podcast on there as well. Definitely. There's a link to the podcast. We have, if you want to know more about our membership, you can look on members.declutterhub.com. Or if you're thinking, I would love to be in the in the Facebook group. We've got a fantastic Facebook group called the Declutter Hub Community. 
with Ingrid and Leslie. So check it out. All right. Come and we'll hang out sure. with us. We'd yeah, for you. sure. We'll make sure we link to all of those in the show notes. So if people are listening to this on the go, they can uh, just link on through and find you uh, lovely you. ladies. My favorite way to end every podcast is with three rapid fire questions. So let's decide, um, how about Ingrid, you go first and then Leslie, you go second on the first question. We'll flip flop on the second one and uh, we'll go like that. I know who can, who can be the most minimalist with their answer. I'm just kidding. kidding. Nobody's (laughs) keeping score. There is no score. All right. So the first one, what does minimalism mean to you? For me, it's finding out what you love and what you use and let it, letting go of anything you no longer need and that doesn't serve your life. And you, Leslie? Oh, I thought we were doing one each. Oh, no, you're both what? doing them, but just uh, yeah, who goes I first? Think, yeah. <laughs> I think it's really about keeping things for the present and not being bogged down by the past or the future. I think so many of us are really bogged down by keeping things from the past and keeping things for future generations. And I'm all about focusing on the present. So that's what minimalism is for me. And it really homes you can home in on the present. Hmm, great. Both. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. All right. Second question, Leslie, we'll start with you. What uh, is one of your favorite pieces of advice that you would like to share that you haven't gotten to share yet today? Um, I think it's really simple, um, but start small. Don't overwhelm yourself with goals that are too big. Set a goal, have a vision, keep it small, keep it simple. And you, Ingrid? And, And for me, definitely is decide what you want to keep instead of deciding what you want to let go. It's the same thing but it's the whole mindset that's different. What is important enough to stay in your home, in your space, in your life, and what's all the other stuff that can go? Hmm. Yep. And the third one, um, Ingrid, we'll start with you. What is making you happy right now or in this season of your life? Oh, I've got so much to be grateful for. I just, every day when I wake up, I'm like, I love it that I can chat to Leslie and that we still have so much fun and we can laugh together and help so many people. And I think that makes me really happy. I feel I'm contributing to something bigger. And that is for me, just, Mm. I love that. So nice. And you, Leslie? Yeah, I mean, I'm the same, you know, we love what we do together from a business perspective, but in a personal, in our personal lives for for both, and I can speak for both of us on this one, it's families, everything to us and those experiences that Ingrid mentioned. And then we need to throw in one more little one that we both love, which is we're both in something called rock choir. And so we sing every week. And so we're in the same choir, but 200 miles apart, if that makes sense. And it's a big national choir. There's 30,000 people across the UK in the choir, but we all have our own little things. So every, me on a Tuesday, Ingrid on a Wednesday, we go and we sing our little hearts out and that makes (laughs) us very happy. Oh, that's fun. I love that you find those little pieces of joy and what another fun way to connect just kind of on more hobby level. And so, yeah, well, ladies, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me today and uh, talking about decluttering, one of my favorite topics. I wish you all the best. Thank you so so much. much. Yeah, it's been absolutely lovely. I've really enjoyed being here. So thank you so much for having us. My pleasure. Cheers. Well, that was a fun chat and I hope you enjoyed it too. What was your favorite tidbit? I'd love to hear it. Come on over to the Wannabe Minimalist Family Group on Facebook and share. And thanks again to Leslie and Ingrid for joining us on the show today and for sharing some great advice. 
Remember, head over to wannabeclutterfree.com slash 128 to get the links for today's show. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 128 to find all the links um, where you can reach out to our guests and get all that information that you'd like. And as always, thank you for joining me too. If you made it this far, I would be absolutely thrilled if you would leave me a review on Apple Podcast. Your reviews make my day and it helps me be able to book more guests on this show for you to discover and learn from. I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll see you back here next week for a solo show when I will be looking at some shocking statistics about clutter. It is sure to be eye-opening and you won't want to miss it. I'm Deanna Yates and you've been listening to Wannabe Minimalist. Cheers. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.